Welcome to the Ladies of Metal show, featuring interviews with metal bands. It would make me like sad if I got on stage and couldn't sing as well as I can normally because I've had a drink the night before or something, you know, like it's not very rock and roll basically, but that's, <laughs> that's the truth. Where we keep you up to date with everything surrounding the metal, underground and alternative community. There's definitely more slippers on the bus than there is parties. You know, <laughs> we all get on the bus, it's like, uh, no slippers, dude. This is the Ladies of Metal Show. What's up, everybody? I'm Carly Gwen, a.k.a. Gwen Anastasia. Guys, this is another big one. Neil Starr from Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons is on the show today. And yeah, that's Phil Campbell from Motorhead. How cool is that? Honestly, this was an awesome talk. Neil is the sweetest and his accent is baller. And shout out to everyone in Wales, by the way. Before we get into it, if you like the show, if you appreciate the interviews and the behind the scenes looks into some of my favorite metal bands and probably your favorites too, there's three things you can do to help out. First, super easy, you can leave a review of the show if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. If you want to work with the show or sponsor an episode, email me at gwen at theladiesofmetal.com and my email is in the description as well. Last, you can follow the show on Instagram at the Ladies of Metal Show, and you'll find the donate buttons in the link in the bio. If you haven't already, also subscribe to the show on whatever app you're listening on so you won't miss an episode. So here we go. Obviously, with the passing of Lemmy in 2015, Phil Campbell sort of accidentally started his own project with his three sons, called it Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. And Neil tells us exactly how he got linked up with the Campbells, the dynamic of the band, and everything you need to know about We Are the Bastards, the band's second full-length record, out November 13th on Nuclear Blast. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Good. Thank awesome. You. All right, Neil. So you're calling in from the UK, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Specifically, um, a country called Wales, which is a well, the smallest country that's part of the uk you know you've got england scotland and wales and northern ireland so we're a little country that's on the side of england basically very cool is that where you were like riding out the uh the covid yeah that's what we're doing (laughs) (laughs) all right well i don't think i've ever talked to anybody from wales before so i feel like this is very cool yeah i mean we've got some famous uh people from from wales um Tom Jones, probably the most famous singer from Wales. Of course, um, okay. But yeah, some bands like um, the Manic Street Preachers, if you've ever heard of those, Bullet My Valentine, Funeral for a Friend. Yeah, it's quite a few Welsh bands over the years. I definitely did not know Funeral for a Friend was from Wales. That is so cool. Yeah, they're literally down the, down the street almost from me. So. <gasps> oh my gosh, that, does that mean you guys are best friends? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you're currently singing for Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, which, by the way, that rules. I feel like this band could also just be called Neil and the Campbells a little bit. <laughs> um, so you got you got Phil and his three sons and you, and I definitely want to get to that in a second, but um, I know you from singing for Attack Attack back in the day. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there's always been a... A confusion with Attack Attack because there was two 
two bands, and um, yeah, we used to get a lot of confusion with with like us and um, the band that were also known for crabcore. So we were the we were the non-crabcore ones, and um, oh god, it was so confusing. Like we'd speak to that band on MySpace back in the day and be like, "This is chaos." You know, we both be laughing about it because it's like, how unlucky is it the two bands come out at exactly the same time with exactly the same name? Yeah, that's so uh, so yeah. weird. Yeah. And at the same time, it's it's, uh, it's not it's like you know you were ten years apart or something. And that's really funny that you mentioned crab core because I feel like I haven't heard that in like a decade. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, yeah, yeah like never to hear it again, honestly. So yeah, you know, I think I'd be okay with that. Okay, so yeah, so this is a different attack attack than like the hot topic warp tour attack attack. Yes. Right. Yes. So, so we, we like we had a song on Guitar Hero Five which was pretty cool and um obviously that didn't help with the confusion because obviously we were a UK band, so in theory like we wouldn't do too much in the US, but then this this Guitar Hero Five came out and obviously we had a song on it and then that kind of blew us up a bit as well over in the States. So it was, um, yeah, confusing for everybody. I mean, totally different types of music ultimately, but I think just having the name, there's literally was like one exclamation mark was the difference. Like the, I think this was attack, <laughs> attack, exclamation mark. And ours was attack, exclamation mark, attack, exclamation mark. You know, was, I could, we just couldn't believe it that we both came out as at the same time. And it was like so bizarre, but yeah, it was in the past and, it was a bit of a headache for a while, I guess, for both bands because we would have fans of theirs turning up at our shows and some of our fans would turn up at their shows. And, you know, it was a confusing time for everybody. Again, like you said, that was in the past. Um, yeah. So how did you get linked up with Phil Campbell? Well, I've known his sons and in particular his oldest son, Todd, for a long time just because we would play shows in our different bands and at one point, Todd even joined one of my bands, which I had before Attack Attack, which is a band called Dopamine. And we did an album together with that. And Phil came to see Dopamine play a couple of times, probably. Um, and was always very complimentary of my voice, which was nice. And um, yeah, I mean, that was how I came connected with the Campbells, really, was, was just through through music playing shows with my band and and playing shows with phil's son's bands because they all had different bands you know and um we just all got to know each other really well from that and like attack attack took a band called straight lines on tour which had dane the drummer in it and it had todd the guitarist in that band so yeah it's just all been one big like connection from from way back really and then the band kind of started by accident so we Todd was having a birthday party and um, he said that him and his brothers and his dad were going to have a jam at the party they had, a, they had a band that was playing but like they were going to have a jam like in, in the middle and what I like to sing a few songs so I was you know up for doing that and yeah we, we did that did three or four songs just at his party and then I think Phil basically enjoyed it and said do we want to do it again you know so that's it so cool totally by accident <laughs> I think the best things happen by accident. So that's super yeah. awesome. I was like wondering if you had to like audition or like what was the process? Like they were already together and they just needed a singer. But I think that's more fun. It just kind of came about organically. It was 100% organically. I mean, Todd can sing, so I don't know 
I, don't, I maybe just didn't fancy being the singer, you know. But yeah, I guess um, they had all the other bases covered, and they wanted uh, wanted someone to sing. And because we had that jam and that party, I think that kind of we already had a little bit of a chemistry going. And um, and yeah, it just felt like I say. Well, like you mentioned, it was no audition. It was kind of a weird situation, really. But yeah, I'm you know it just happened by mistake. And I agree. I think sometimes the best things happen by a total coincidence. Yeah. That's so fun. And I'm like so stoked for you that you get to be a part of this like chapter of Phil Campbell's career as well. So I guess how is the dynamic overall like in the band? Like do the the dudes, are they like, you know, fuck you, dad, all the time? Or like, does everybody get along? Or like, what? how is it, I guess? <laughs> There's a, a little bit more. It's not like that. I wish it was. Okay. That would, that would make a much better story. But the brothers, they were a bit more like that to each other. Okay. Um, there's definitely, uh, they definitely love each other, but there's definitely some friction sometimes with those guys, um, which is funny. But everybody's pretty much super chilled out. I guess they get that from their dad's personality. Like he's pretty chilled. And um, yeah, I mean, they're definitely, they're definitely the kind of family that will say what's on their minds, which can be interesting sometimes. You know, there's never any kind of, we say beat around the bush. I guess that's a universal saying. But yeah, no, nobody's trying to avoid topics because they, they're all family they just say what's on their minds and i guess that makes things easier in the long run because if there's any any arguments to have they're over and done with and made up real quick you know but that's a, the good thing for me is i'm i'm not part of the family so to speak so i don't have to be involved in any of that stuff right but you know it doesn't happen too often everyone's pretty chilled out it was touring's pretty pretty cool with this band actually it's kind of i, I don't know how to put it like you know like sometimes <laughs> bands just want to like for a lot of bands it's all about how hard they can party and like there isn't anything then no one's got anything to prove in this band basically between us all you know we all kind of we all love being in the band we all love playing the live shows and and doing that and that's why we're there we're not there for any other reason really like we're not there to try and see who can get the most fucked up basically and and all that kind of stuff you know well yeah i mean it's it's good as a fan it's good to hear for me personally because i'm straight edge so like anytime a band is just here to like actually perform and like make you know connections with people and do good shows that's like why what i'm looking for when i go to a show so that's i mean yeah great to hear that's the thing it's like some people can do can do excessive stuff and and still perform amazingly well like there are bands and people that can do that like i know personally for me i'm not one of those people like i do like drinking but i don't at all on tour because like i just think i i owe it to people to be able to give the best performance i can and like i'm not i'm not there like i said for that part of it i'm there to kind of just love playing the shows and and yeah i i, I it would make me like sad if i got on stage and couldn't sing as well as i can normally because i've had a drink the night before or something you know like it's not very rock and roll basically but that's, that's the truth <laughs> I guess maybe Sorry. it's not, but I feel like I respect that more. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely more slippers on the bus than there is parties. You know, every, every, <laughs> we all get on the bus, it's like, oh, nice slippers, dude. Oh yeah, my God, all, that's amazing. <laughs> after you play a show, we're all just chilled out in our slippers and watching TV. And it, it is a pretty chill atmosphere. Like, and, um, you know, I guess if if we want to go hard, we can, you know. And I, we have done, like last night of a tour, we might go a bit the wild after the show yeah but that's also different because you know that you're going home the next day 
Yeah, you know, like, and at that point, it's fair enough as well. I think you know, it's like we've we've got our heads down and and given everything we've got for whatever length of time that tour was. So it's like a bit of a release at the end. And um, like you said, you're on your way home. You're really excited to be going home, and you're really excited and buzzing because you've done another tour. And yeah, it's kind of um, a good way to let loose at the end. Yeah, of course. It's more like a celebration instead of like. I don't know. I feel like doing that every night would definitely hurt your performance, and I feel like you guys yeah, are like, like real said, responsible. Get, I mean, Lemmy, classic example, Motorhead, like you know he and and Phil with Motorhead, you know. Yeah. They would drink and do all sorts. I imagine of sorts of stuff, and um, could still put on a kick-ass show every night. So there's definitely people that can do it, you know, and there's definitely people that can't get away with it. And I guess you figure that out, you know, as you're going along. Yeah. And, um, and... If I could get away with it, I probably would. <laughs> Yeah, it might be more fun. So I guess when you joined, since this wasn't like kind of a, you know, they set out to start this band or anything, like, did you just know Phil as like your friend's dad or like, was it intimidating in any way to be in a band with him? So the weirdest thing for me was like, the first time I ever met him, I didn't even know who he was. Because so, <laughs> Todd just introduced him as... Uh, hey, just my dad. Because I was in Todd's, well, technically Phil's house because Todd used to have a little recording studio in his dad's garage you know, many, many years ago. So we'd do some stuff in my band up there. And every now and again, like, Phil would walk in the garage because there was a big fridge in there and they had some Strongbow in there or whatever. And, um, <laughs> so, and he'd be like, hey, hey, man, how's it going? And it's like, oh, that's my dad. Oh, cool, cool. And like, I didn't, I genuinely didn't even realise that he was the guitar player from Motorhead at that, at that stage. And then... When I found out, I was a bit more like just pissed off that he hadn't told me that he's like, and it's like, well, I guess you wouldn't because to him, he is his dad. You know what I mean? Like, right. Why would you say to somebody, oh, this is the motorhead guitarist? Like, you would say it's my dad, wouldn't you? So, like, it, it made sense. But I didn't know he's, he's not an intimidating person. He's always made me feel really comfortable. I was a little bit nervous to sing motorhead songs when we first started out. Right, of course. Because, you know, I'm never going to try and fill Lemmy's boots and I don't think anyone can and I think if I did try that would be disrespectful so you know I obviously just wanted to sing things my way but also you know do the song justice I didn't want people who were going to come and see Phil play to hear me sing these songs in a slightly different way and, and think that I was you know not doing the song justice or whatever so in the early days I used to get a bit nervous about just about singing the Motorhead songs really but the fans have always kind of been really, really good to me, and they've always kind of given me the feedback that they appreciate that I'm not trying to do things in the same kind of way. To them, that means a lot, I guess, because they, you know, they know as well as I do that there's only one one person who can do those songs that way. So yeah, that's the only kind of time I felt a bit uncomfortable. Really, was when we first first started out, and I had to sing Motorhead songs, you know. Because oddly enough, I was never like a, a huge Motorhead fan. If that makes sense, like my roots are more like early '90s grunge kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, of course. Because people find that weird sometimes. Well, they like when I tell them I'm not like the biggest Motorhead fan in the world. Um, so to me, a lot, a lot of the stuff I was singing was like kind of new to me as well. Obviously, like the more famous songs everybody knows, but we were trying to do a bit more of the obscure stuff as well. So like a lot of it to me was brand new. So that was a bit, a bit daunting as well, you know. Oh, of course. Yeah, you're just like joining this kind of new project, and then you got to learn all these new songs. And uh, knowing full well that the people coming to watch these songs, 
they're going to know those songs really well. Yes. So I, you know, I've got to sing. I got to make sure I know I know the words and I don't piss anybody off. You know. Well, that's a lot of pressure. I want to. I want to make Jeez. the song sound good. And, of course. And yeah, that's what I kind of set out to do every time is just to try and make it the best I can from my point of view. You know. Yeah, I mean, I. I don't know. I really like respect that you went out there and did it and learned the songs and even under like, you know, kind of a lot of pressure from fans and maybe just the kind that you put on yourself. So um, the fact yeah, that you I could. Think it was more myself. Yeah. I don't think anybody really set out to make me feel under pressure. I just think I put those expectations on myself. And But yeah, I mean, Phil's always been really, really cool about it all. And um, even like to the songwriting part you know like he's always trusted me to write whatever words i want to write and whatever melodies i want to write he's yeah you know he's um he's always been fully behind what i want to do he's never kind of trying to push me in a certain direction um which is really nice i think yeah that's great to hear and i mean you guys put out that ep uh it's kind of like the self-titled ep back in 2016 2016 i well. think yeah it's it's been a minute yeah and then age of absurdity came out in 2018 and then we're almost there to where the bastards yeah. release date oh my gosh so i guess do you have any i know this is like really tough but do you have like any favorite tracks off the record or like i don't know songs you're like the most excited for people to hear i can't wait for people to hear the opening song the title track okay um, because that's kind of you know I'm I'm hoping the fans will agree with me that it's kind of a you know a bit of a, an anthem for fans like you know I don't know if, have you heard the record I haven't heard it but I heard oh, the okay. single that's it so far cool well the, the first song is is where the bastards and um it's basically you know it, I think the fans are gonna love that one like we're we're really close with our fans I think I guess that comes from the fact that you know Motorhead and their fans were were always really close as well and um. The song kind of is a one for all and all for one kind of feel to it, you know. And lyrically, it's it's about that. So I'm really excited for fans to hear that one. And also, we've had fans submit a load of footage of them clowning around and singing along to a small snippet of the chorus that we let them hear because we're going to be releasing that song next. You know, we've even got the fans included in the video, which I think will be nice. So I'm excited for that one. I'm excited for... Most of it, to be honest, <laughs> I can't really, because it, you know, the, the first album we had a, a little bit of variation and stuff. It wasn't just, you know, your, your stereotypical what you expect from Phil Campbell, fast songs, Motorhead style. You know, it wasn't all like that on the first album. So we did have some variation, and I think we've maybe got a little bit more again on this album of the variation. You know, awesome, gone a little bit further because we we had good feedback from the first album, like from some of the songs that. Like I say, that we weren't sure how they were going to go down until people heard them on their first album. So some of those songs were actually some of the favorites, according to a lot of the fans, you know. So we were kind of filled with a bit more confidence this time going forward that we knew we could write those type of songs again and be a bit more diverse and have a bit more confidence that it'll still go down well, you know. But um, but there's obviously still like yeah, the songs you're expecting to hear from from something that Phil Campbell's involved in because, you know, he's been in Motorhead for 30 plus years. So <laughs> you're going to get a certain riff out of that guy because he writes the riffs for that band. So, Oh, yeah, he's the riff I mean, master. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's nice in this band though as well because he does, you know, everything shared out so everybody comes up with ideas and um, all of his sons play guitar. Like even the drummer, 
plays guitar and the bass player is a guitar player really and um so everybody comes up with riffs so it's like you know i know if phil was on this call now you'd say the same that you know he likes the fact that the pressure isn't just on him to produce a whole album's worth of riffs you know that he's got backup from his boys does that translate in the studio also like is it phil doing all the guitar work or do the do the sons hop on there yeah no everybody's playing so like Basically, what when the band plays live, that's kind of what we do with the with the album too. You know, there's there's a a left and right guitar, and obviously Phil's doing one, and then Todd, his oldest son, is doing the other. Like Todd's an incredible guitarist as well. Awesome. Which I guess isn't too surprising. No. <laughs> where his genes have come from, but yeah, I mean, Todd even does some of the solos as well. So it's not exclusively Phil Campbell solos throughout the whole album, and obviously people know that because they see it live as well you know there's some songs that todd also takes the solos on so yeah and he, he even likes to share the motorhead solos out live as well you know he quite likes i think he just likes to look over to his left and see his son shredding you know i think that makes him really happy that's like the most proudest dad moment of all time definitely like how, how cool is it to be in a band with I'm, I'm obviously i'm not but like everyone else is his son so he gets to tour with them He's probably spending more time with them over the last five years than he did in the previous sort of 25, I would imagine, because he would have been away a lot with Motorhead, you know? Right. But now he gets to gets to tour with his sons and see them a hell of a lot more. Yeah, what a great opportunity for, like, everybody. Yeah, it's just, that, wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the single um, that I heard, of course, is Son of a Gun. And I don't know why, but I feel like it's, like, a little more groovy than I was expecting. And I, like, am really digging it, especially that, like, bass line part. And then, of course, that's one of the ones that has a, a Phil Campbell guitar solo, which which I thought was really good, of course. Yeah, so, I love that solo on that song, actually. Yeah. One of my favorite ones. It, it's a really fun track, so I'm, gl- I'm glad you guys picked that one to kind of release ahead of time. Yeah, I mean, we wanted something that I think was, you know, had a bit of energy to it, and, um, you know, again, had a kick-ass solo and a good riff, and, yeah, I, I think, you know, it wasn't too long. It was like, I think the song was like three minutes or something, and I think that for a first song was kind of the reason why we chose it you know for those reasons well good choice i'm a fan already Thank you. <laughs> so and then i don't know if you're gonna know this yet but are 2021 tour plans looking like they're gonna happen or do you guys have anything set right now we got loads of stuff in um a lot of it was stuff that was moved from from this 2020 of course um, so yeah we've already got a really full diary for 2021 which at the moment starts in april for us honestly you know we're trying to be as optimistic as possible but i don't know all, all we can do really is is commit to doing it you know like we we 100 want to do it and if if we can we will and i guess it's better to have stuff in the diary and move it than not have stuff and then if gigs are allowed to happen and we haven't got any booked in then we're going to be sort of nine months behind everyone else because you can't just you know book a tour overnight it's got to be booked in for months and months and months in advance so yeah we're, we're just staying as optimistic as we can really and and hoping a bit like everyone else that live music comes back not just for our own selfish reasons but <laughs> you know just because i think everyone's missing music aren't they you know like it's, it's such a huge part of everyone's lives so well yeah especially yeah. on the the rock side of things and heavy music it's like i know for me going to shows is like my favorite thing to do in my free time so you know, yeah, like a... I, I really appreciate bands doing these live streams and things, but like for me, it just doesn't. It's a different thing. You know, it it's is. Not, it's not even comparable to a live 
No. Unfortunately. But, you know, hats off to everyone who's trying it because it's at least giving fans something to to look forward to. But it's never going to replace, you know, that feeling of actually being in a room with with a crowd or being in a room with a band if you're watching. You know, it's, it's a unique feeling you can't recreate. Well, yeah, and I keep seeing pictures online of, like, these weird, like, scaffolding boxes that are, like, all over, like, basically, like, a festival setting. So, like, everyone would have to stay in their little, like, box, I guess. Uh, Um, Which, like, I guess that's better than nothing, but, like, part of the fun is, like, being in the crowd with other people. So, it is. I don't know. I I don't know. Obviously, I haven't tried that. I'm guessing from how you're saying it, you haven't tried that yet either. No. So, we try it, but I don't know if... If that is the future, then it's not something I'm particularly looking forward to. Like you said, for me, it's it's about a small venue and like everyone being crammed in together and feeling that heat and energy. And I don't know, you're not going to get that standing in a box of four people. Again, it's probably just going to be a, a different kind of experience, like not necessarily a bad one. Just, you know, if you go in there expecting it to be like it was before, it's never going to be like that. Um, yeah. In that atmosphere, you know. At least not for a while. Which kind of stinks, yeah. but... I know, it'd be good to have some sort of crystal ball and see what the future <laughs> holds, but from our point of view, we're excited that we've at least got an album coming out, because that gives us something to put our energy into and and to look forward to, I guess, you know, and um, obviously it gave us something cool to do during a lockdown as well, because, you know, there wasn't anything else happening, so <laughs> it was something for... When you wake up in the morning to be like, oh, I'm in the studio today, yes, <laughs> something's happening, you know. Especially because nobody had anywhere to go, so if you could look forward to something during the lockdown, that must have been pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and also the early part of it, I was also still writing a lot of lyrics and things, you know, so I, I definitely was occupied, which I guess a lot of people weren't when they were yeah. laid off work and all that really sad stuff that was happening. I mean, recording was a bit different because we, we couldn't all be in the studio together, which obviously we would normally be. Um, we were just going in individually when it was time to do our parts, you know. Um, again, I was just part of the lockdown restrictions, so we couldn't do anything about that. But right, that was kind of that was kind of only only the real difference, you know, that we would normally experience when we're in together. But yeah, it didn't uh, for me personally. I can only speak about myself, but it didn't impact me recording. You know, if anything, I was even more hyped to to record because, like I said, I had nothing else to do, and I was just really looking forward to singing so i definitely didn't feel like i missed those guys not being around you know sure yeah that's really interesting i didn't even think about it like just restriction wise like you'd kind of have to be in there by yourself and it's the same for everyone like normally when the drummer does his drums like a lot lot of people will do it like that anyway because modern technology does allow you to do it like that but like we when we did the last album we all were all in a room together playing and singing whilst our drummer was doing his drum parts yeah we did over overdub guitars then later on again but like we were all in the room together when the initial stuff was being laid down and that was that was obviously different this time we had to lay down just like what they call guide guitars down and then he was playing along to those guide guitars on his own in the room so wow different. but it's, it's not like he's the first time he's done that personally like a, a lot of people do record that way anyway but I mean, it's great it all worked out. November 13th is your release date for We're the Bastards. So excited for that. And um, I guess where can we keep up with the band ahead of the record release? Um, PhilCampbell.net is the website. It's got everything on there. Obviously links to Instagram and and links to... uh, I think Phil uses Twitter a lot, actually. Um, Oh, okay. I think he, he likes that format 
so he's on he's on there a lot and I, I guess like to be honest with you I don't really deal a lot with the social media stuff but uh, the other guys do a lot of stuff that's on the Instagram and I think Phil does a lot on the on the Twitter page but everything ultimately is on on the website which is philcampbell.net perfect all right awesome well thank you again neil it was awesome to have you and you know hearing that single i'm super excited for the record to drop so thank you for your time i really really appreciate it yeah i appreciate you too and good luck with everything okay yeah thanks so much all right have a good day speak to you soon all right bye. bye You just heard another episode of the Ladies of Metal Show. Subscribe to our channel so you never miss an episode. This is the Ladies of Metal Show.